0: OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really wanna take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. And welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from Omega Metroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Duminal Crossing. How are you, Doom?
1: Oh, uh, you know, doing uh doing pretty alright. Uh played Samus Returns again in preparation for today's episode for the first time in four years, and I did it on the uh on the Citra emulator, which I would highly, highly recommend to uh, anyone who hasn't done that yet, because there's a lot of cool little mods and stuff that you can put onto it uh, and i specifically tried out a 60 frames per second patch on the game and it just absolutely um absolutely changes changes the game for the better uh, it even it even makes the cutscenes in 60 fps which is pretty cool because even dread those cutscenes are all locked at 30 fps so it's really cool seeing all that otherwise are, are you know you, do- are you like
0: one of those guys that, like i'm i'm like a guy and i'm just like as long as this game looks good i don't care if it's 30 60 20 200 fps i just i'm not, I'm not really that dude that, that's never really been like my thing but it's kind of like art like i i know i can see when it's not working well and i and i don't like it when a game isn't working well but i like i don't know i always felt like i couldn't really tell the difference between that kind of stuff am i just uh, out to lunch here i
1: i mean i can definitely tell the difference between 30 and 60 but like i also don't think that like having a game at 30 ruins a game, for example, like Luigi's Mansion 3, a game that we've brought up, I feel like, the last three episodes in a row, I mean, that game's locked at 30, but it looks like a Pixar film, it looks absolutely gorgeous, that being said, when a game does go to 60 FPS, yeah, I think it looks better, and so when you can do stuff like that, I just think it enhances the overall experience, and so, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm here for it, I just, uh, uh, you you know, you you brought up Luigi's Mansion 3, and like, Again, I'm just kind of like, wow, this game looks and runs so awesome. It just, it seems to me that it's surprising that it's not on, like, that's not 60 frames per second. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I just, I can't tell. Like, I, I'm i the type of dude that, like, when my video game is running well, I'm just like, this is great. And I'm not just like, yeah, 1080p, 60fps, blah, blah, blah. And I know a lot of people are, and that's definitely important. Performance is important, but I think I'm too... Uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm too dumb to be able to tell the difference between them.
1: I don't know, I feel like for me, because like, I've always been able to tell the difference between 60 and 30, since before I even knew like what frame rate was. I just knew that something looked different, but I didn't know how to describe it. And so, once I finally found terminology for that, it's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense now, you know?
0: Right. Um, well, one thing that uh, that didn't make sense to me, Doom was the Metroid ROM hack called Balls to the Walls. And, uh, it was, it was very, it was a fun little romp. It was a short ROM hack. Uh, I encourage anybody that has not signed up for Omega Metroids Patreon yet to go and check out the latest Metroid ROM hack reviews uh, and and take a listen to what the heck this Balls to the Walls Metroid hack is because it's probably not what you expect. I would love to, uh... To have a full-fledged game like that someday, but uh, that is over on Omega Metroid Patreon, and I believe, Mister Crossing, that we have a new uh, a new series incoming to Patreon as well.
1: That is correct. For all the listeners who haven't checked out our Twitter, which, by the way, you should totally be following if you're not already. We announced a brand new series coming to all of our Patreon subscribers, all the way from our alphas to our omegas, a brand new series that I'm hosting called Item Acquisition, where I'm going to be going through my various Metroid collectibles, which, if you've seen my posts, you know that I have uh, quite uh, quite the museum, quite the archival uh, stuff in there, and we're gonna, basically going to be going over like the history of all this merchandise and stuff like that, my personal thoughts on it, and just kind of like, basically, I want to do like kind of a History Channel-style doc, but for Metroid merchandise, and um, I already have the first two episodes filmed, I'm still editing, all, editing them all together, and uh, the series will be coming very soon. So stay tuned All for right. that.
0: That that sounds absolutely awesome. You know, when you were describing that Doom, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, I I know I know we're Omega Metroid and we're not Omega Zelda, but like I've got so much Zelda stuff that I was like, I wonder if like any of our any of our patrons would be would be down for like maybe sneaking some Zelda stuff in there too. Cause I've got a ton of different stuff. My Metroid collection is is not as um, robust as my Zelda collection. But I feel like that's just because, like I don't know, I feel like there's not as much cool Metroid merchandise in the world, unfortunately. We might be catching up a little bit, but you look at Zelda, there's like all these really old action figures, and like, I mean, there's so many people on Etsy making really cool things. Um, I feel like Metroid just is, is now slowly starting to catch up, but but probably slowly. One thing that I do want is that Kraid statue, that uh that our buddy ryan from metro database has that thing looks absolutely rocking
1: i will say the lack of metroid merch in my opinion at least it makes collecting so much easier because like for instance i also have like a mario and a doom collection which i mean there's like ridiculous amounts of merch like coming out like on a monthly basis and hell for mario probably on a weekly basis for like all right. these different franchises and it's like impossible to get like 100% completion for lack of a better word which even for metroid i'm never i'm never gonna get a every single metroid merch like ever released but you know yeah because of that because of that lack of metroid merch it's so much easier to keep up a consistent growing collection and stuff like that without uh breaking the bank too hard
0: oh, that's a that's a great point right there but yeah hard to get that uh that 100 percent completion uh, that that bonus ending with mario merch that's for sure i i can't even imagine what that would look like um but we are here today to, uh, to give you the latest installment in one of our favorite subseries from the Omega Metroid podcast, and that is Definitive Ranking. And we teased it last week during our Ori and the Blind Forest uh, episode, which by the way, I, I got like a ton of positive feedback on that episode. I don't know if you did the same, Doom, but lots of people seem to really love that show.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of YouTube comments as well after we posted it. People were really happy that we uh, finally covered that game. And for good for good reason. As someone yeah. who is very new to that series, I'm definitely uh, glad that I got to experience that.
0: I, I was kind of trying to save, like, in my opinion, going into this podcast, like, when we first started. Um, and, and I had the idea for this sub-series inspired by Metroid. And in my mind, I was like, okay, well, like, the big-ticket games are... Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Hollow Knight, and Ori and the Blind Forest. So we've done two of those. Maybe maybe the third will be sometime in the, in the distant future. But um, for today, I, I'm sorry, dude, uh, go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, I do hope that someday we uh, eventually cover uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I was just thinking about that because the uh, sequel, Survivor, was just uh, teased recently at Star Wars Celebration. But that is neither here nor there.
0: You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I brought that up on the Champions cast yesterday when I was recording with Allison, and she's she's a big Star Wars person, and I was kind of telling her, I'm like, I, I just, I feel like I'm sick of Star Wars. I just, I kind of need it to go away so I can miss it. You know what I mean?
1: I, I definitely understand, especially with, like, the sequel trilogy, because, like, I, I feel like pretty much that trilogy just hasn't really satisfied me personally, but I feel like everything, like, outside of that realm, not... I get, expanded universe isn't the correct term anymore but like you know stuff like the comics and the video games and like the animated series like Clone Wars and Bad Batch like all that stuff I feel like has just been really high quality especially and again I loved Jedi Fallen Order like I thought like I think that's one of the best single player Star Wars experiences you know of the last decade in my opinion and so seeing you know seeing that there's going to be a sequel now like I'm you know after Metroid Prime Four, not gonna lie, it's probably my most anticipated game. Like that's how much I love Jedi. Wow.
0: Fire, okay, over over uh, Breath of the Wild two even.
1: Over Breath of the Wild two, I'm I'm saying it right here. All right. Well, you know what? Don't dude. at me. I, <laughs> I, I,
0: when we, I'll tell you what. We will do an inspired by Metroid on um, on Jedi Fallen Order one day, and I will play it, and I will, I'll I'll lay down my verdict when we do that show. So. It's basically
1: it's basically like a Metroidvania um with its traversal meets the combat of a Souls-like uh with some inspirational exploration from Tomb Raider and it like mishmashes all these together in a very interesting period in the Star Wars universe without giving away too many spoilers and a really fun cast of characters that I am very very much looking forward to revisiting.
0: Um uh, before we move on, does the does the main character uh, of this of this game have like a stupid name. Because I feel like that's a proud Star Wars tradition is to have like oh, absolutely. people with, with dumb names.
1: Absolutely. So the main character's name is Cal Kestis. I mean it's a very Star Wars name, so.
0: Cal Ketchup. Okay. Hello. Yes. That. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well let's uh we'll put that Cal in the bank and we'll do that. Uh, speaking of Cal, there's a new there's a new Cal Metroidvania. A Moo Troidvania as a matter of fact called uh Moo Launcher, which I uh, <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but I've I've got a code to play it, and I'm I'm quite excited to, to review that in the future. Mutroid Vania. that just uh, wow, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I but... saw the pitch
1: that you posted. I was immediately sold <laughs> on it. I'm like, I need to play this <laughs> r- immediately.
0: Yeah, uh, I I tried to. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. Um, let's talk about uh, Samus Returns, as Samus Returns is the next game up in our definitive ranking series and um, if you don't know what definitive ranking is all about the premise is simple we have pinpointed the 10 categories that make up a perfect metroid game and we're going to rate samba's returns on each one of these categories with a score of one to five one being it's awful and five being it's perfect and we are going to come up with a one final Definitive ranking for this game and i'm trying something a little bit different here doom I usually when we do definitive rankings, I have a score in my like i've written down a score and I decided Not to do that today So i'm gonna give my answer when we when we go off to the categories and then i'm gonna kind of assign my score based on like how i'm how i'm feeling when, when i'm talking about this um and, and I'm gonna try and do it a little bit different that way. And I think I, I think it'll come up pretty high because I like Samus Returns a lot. But uh, just trying something a little bit different.
1: Okay, I, I I might try that. I might go the old school style. I guess I'll get a feel for it and see where everything goes.
0: Um, well, you're you're fresh off of playing Samus Returns. I played Samus Returns maybe like uh, three or four months ago, so I'm not as fresh, but. We, we do have a lot to talk about, we have a lot of categories to dive into here Doom, so why don't you kick us off and let's go to the first category, arguably maybe the most important when making up a Metroid game, and that is the world and atmosphere of the game. So we're talking the setting, we're talking the mood, we're talking the vibe, there's no like scientific way to put it, but just the overall atmosphere and world of Sam's Returns, what is your score?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna go you know maybe you know, maybe this is the portion where I'll give my score afterwards and describe the you know describe the game first just because this category is so vague and up to interpretation so overall, uh when it comes to the atmosphere of Samus turns overall, I really like it um however, and this and this might be where some of my more controversial points start to go in, But as much as I like it, I don't like how it deviates from the initial intention of the original Metroid 2. And I might have talked about it on the podcast. I know I talked about it in the Discord before. But basically, um, on the original Metroid 2 on the Game Boy, you know, as you dig further and further into Planet SR388, you encounter less enemies. Uh, The music gets quieter and quieter, more abstract. It turns more into, like, almost seemingly background sounds that, you know, the environment and the creatures are making, and you encounter less, less natural wildlife as you encounter more powerful Metroids. And it's almost giving off this impression uh, that as you go down in the planet, you're going higher up in the food chain, which means there's less natural life outside of these Metroids. And that all comes to a head once you get to the actual Metroid lair, where it's literally just Metroids leading up to the Queen. And I really don't like... How Samus Returns does away all of that. It just th- shoves enemy after enemy after enemy in your face. And it doesn't have that same level of environmental storytelling that the original Metroid 2 did. Whether or not that was intentional or whether that was just a Game Boy limitation that a lot of players simply interpreted as that, I don't know. That's not my place to say as I was a developer, but that's the way I interpreted it. And right. the way I interpreted Metroid 2, it didn't give me that same that same feeling. And so, I think overall, I'm going to give the overall atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to. I'm still going to give it a four, which I think, with everything I just said, is still a high, a pretty high grade. Because while I don't like that it doesn't stay true to that original Metroid Two, I mean, I mean, it still feels like a Metroid game here and there. You're you're on a planet, you're all alone, everything is trying to kill you, and it absolutely nails that out of the park. Which I mean, that's the arguably the most important aspect of any Metroid game, and so. Samus Returns does that, and so I think in that respect I have to give it at least a four.
0: Right. I was, so I I was thinking the same. I was I was thinking of four, and I I kind of have some of the same reservations that you do actually, but I I'm gonna save that because I feel like that's more reflective for another category. Um, but I I, I think I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna give it a four, and you know one thing about um this this world like the planet SR388 is that i think that samus returns does a really really good job at like making it feel extremely hostile um whereas i would say that with and, and I, i'm so sorry cuz i'm going to be I, i'm going to try not to but it, it really is hard not to compare this to am2r for me um and but oh absolutely I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm gonna say, compared to Am2R and compared to Metroid Two, um, those games really went for an atmosphere of like it's it's dark and it's tight and it's it's suffocating um, with with the design of that world. And and I I don't think that Samus Returns went for that. I think it went in a different direction. And what it did is it just created a very hostile environment where like a lot of the enemies are quite aggressive. A lot of uh, a lot of areas that are quite hazardous to you. Um, I do think that there are some areas in this game that are pretty unsettling and, and just kind of, you know, they give you that classic Metroid vibe, uh, particularly like when you're in the caves and, and you see all the purple um, acid that's around. And then especially at the end of the game when the sky is green and, you know, you're just like, yeah, is something not quite right here? Like, I I, I don't know. Um, so I, I do think that it, uh, it does a good job at conveying what Metroid 2 was going for in a different way where it, it didn't, it didn't just replicate what Metroid 2 was doing because I, I, really don't think that the game could have just, you know, had like black, dark backgrounds. Um, so I, I think that the world is like the, the whole vibe and the aesthetic is, uh, it, it's pretty strong for, for a Metroid game, but it's, it's different than a lot of the, like, a lot of what we're used to, it's, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, I was kind of thinking about this, in Super Metroid, when you go into Green Brinstar, it's probably, like, the most friendly, I guess, if you want to say, like, area, it's, like, has kind of uplifting music, it's got, like, not, it's got, like, kind of, you know, like, lighter colors and, and stuff like that, but it's still very hostile, and that there's lots of, like, different enemies coming at you, different puzzles, I almost feel like Samus Returns is, like, almost, like, an, an entire game comprised of that, where, like, Everything doesn't look incredibly ominous, but it's just, like, you're fighting for for every inch that, that you progress forward. Um, it's, so very yeah, com- it's very it's very
1: combat-focused compared to a lot of other 2D Metroids of that time.
0: I think that, yeah, I, I think it's easily the most focused on, on combat of, of any 2D game. Probably even more so than Dread, really. Um, I don't
1: know yeah. about Dread. I think, well, I think the thing with Dread is that it's, I'd say it's equally if not more combat focused but that combat is just so refined that it just you don't even notice it because it's so perfectly integrated into the gameplay imo mm. but we'll yeah, get okay. to that when yeah, we yeah, actually uh, talk about that category
0: um yeah so so i'm gonna go and give it a four and so doom you've given it a four as well so we're uh, we're at a pretty good start here let's talk about the art style and this is where i'm gonna dock it just a little bit and i'm gonna give it a three and um I kind of went back and forth with this... Because my opinion on this has changed over time... But... I do think... First of all, let's talk about what really works... And that is the design of Samus herself... Samus, I don't think, has ever looked better... than, At least at the time... Than she did in Samus Returns... Particularly the gravity suit... Just looks so awesome... The uh, The official artwork for Samus... Looks so wicked... Like the sleek, metallic suit... Like, Samus has never looked better... Um, all the enemies look really, really great, which we'll talk about more so when we get to the actual enemies. Um, the Metroids themselves look great. Um, the ship looks great. I will say, though, that I don't really love the design of Proteus Ridley. I think he kind of looks like a little bit of a goof, but... I think he's too purple. (laughs) you know what? It's funny you say that, because I, I felt the exact same way. I was just like, make this guy either, like, Ridley or make him meta-Ridley. Not, like, this in-between kind of... And I get that that's the idea, but... I don't know. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> so, well,
1: even in Super Metroid, he's not that purple. It wasn't like until Other M where they like gave him that NES kind of throwback color. I kind of wish they would just be like dark gray, dark gray, or like pure metallic black, like Super in uh, the Prime series.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, Ridley aside, I, I think that the one thing that and I was going through, or I was debating myself if I if I was gonna dock world and atmosphere this point, or if I was gonna dock art style, and I ended up on art style. But, you know, I I read an argument a long time ago that made me kind of roll my eyes, and it's just like, this game is too bright, and I was just like, oh, whatever, right? Like, that's, that's so dumb. But after playing M2R a lot, after playing Metro 2, uh, what was it, last year when we did it for Definitive Ranking, there is something to be said with how kind of upbeat most of this game looks, and it looks great, but maybe it, it kind of... Maybe I should have docked Atmosphere this, actually, now that I'm saying it, but... I, I do feel that it kind of... I don't know. It, it doesn't take away, but it, it feels like not as, um... I don't know. Maybe you can help me out with the word here, but it, it just... It feels a little bit too friendly, maybe, in a way. Even though I just it, finished describing it, how hostile this game is.
1: I, I was about to say, like, it's two colliding philosophies. You have the game that's trying to depict itself as being hostile... And, you know, the whole game, you know, you're digging deeper and deeper into the planet. Theoretically speaking, it should be getting darker and darker and more, you know, right. more threatening. But the environments don't necessarily, or at least the art direction of the environments don't really reflect that.
0: I, I'm almost wondering if, like, my gripe is with the world and atmosphere versus the art style. I mean, they're so, you know, they they really do go hand in hand. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like the art style for for everything, it is very bright. It's not, um, it's, it's, it's certainly not bad. Like I said, a lot of things look awesome. A lot of the environments look awesome. The background looks awesome. Um, and, and just like graphically, like we were talking about earlier, I think that this is a very, very impressive looking 3ds game, uh, which also falls into, you know, art style. Uh, yeah, something is, uh, just a little bit, off about it, and, and maybe it's... Maybe you put into words what I couldn't do, where it's, like, the... It's, like, two conflicting themes going at it. We're, like, you know, where we're trying to get this dark and, and disturbing tale of genocide against Metroids, but we're also trying to make sure that everything is bright and clear enough for you to see all these enemies constantly coming at you, so... Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a three. What, what about you, Doom?
1: Um, pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I'm also gonna give it a three for pretty much all of the reasons you just listed. Um, I, I will say, Gravity Suit, mwah, uh, easily, uh, Samus Returns Gravity Suit is like easily in my top three all-time Metroid suits. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, dreads Gravity Suit doesn't even touch it. Don't come at me with that. Um, one thing I will say, adding to the uh, art direction conversation, um, the game uses a lot of browns and dark yellows A kind of a lot, a lot of the environments, and I think it works... I think it works for the uh, the Chozo ruins area, but I think it's overused in a lot of the other areas and it can make a lot of a lot of the areas feel samey even though they appear like levels apart from each other. Like for yes. example, you have the like for example, you have the tutorial level, then you have the Chozo ruins, then you have area 2 which, you know, it starts to get more into a dark blue, but then area 3, you're in the mine level and you're back to those bright yellows and dark browns that kind of mesh together again. And so Uh, Having, again, having that for, like, an area or two is fine, but it permeates so much of the game that it really just, uh, really just makes the art, the art direction of all of these areas as a total just feel really dull, rather than having them for a couple areas and having them feel, like, really unique and fresh.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I was going to bring that up during um, our areas talk. It's almost like, you know how when, uh, you know how there are a bunch of people making fun of the Batman for having, like, that orange filter on it? I feel like this game has, like, a constant kind of bright yellow brownie filter on everything. Everywhere at all times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very noticeable to me when, when I play this game. And I'm not sure if that's due to any kind of, you know, technical limitations on the 3DS. I I suspect it probably is. But it is there. It is noticeable. And, um... You know, it, it is what it is. It's certainly not... Uh, it's certainly not anything that that breaks the game, but uh, you know it, it does stick out a little bit. So yeah, okay. Well, we're both threes, we're both fours. Let's see if we uh, let's see if we stay on the same page here, Doom, because we're talking about the story next. And it, and in one in one hand, it's kind of cheating because like this isn't necessarily an original story, but but there are some elements in this that I really do like. So I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I really love the idea and it's such a small thing, but I love the idea that there is reason given to why this acid rises and falls in this world. I love that there's like these Chozo seals that you have to put Metroid DNA into. I think that it's like such a small little, little touch, but it works out so well. And in fact, um, Dr. M64 who did AM2R was also praising this mechanic. And and I think he said like, I wish I would have thought of this. Um, so I really love that, and there is the the story about, uh, you know, where we would meet who we now know as Ravenbeak, and, and find out that he is kind of usurping, um, you know, the, the Metroids on, or the Chozo on, on SR388, and, you know, we really we really set up Metroid Dread beginning in Samus Returns, so there is that element of the story as well. They do introduce the X at the end of the game, which I do like, and um, this is... This is kind of like going into to gameplay a little bit as well, and it's not necessarily a new story, but I, I love, 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 I love this, that when you rescue the baby Metroid, the baby Metroid is with you, and actually, like, part of the, you know, part of the, 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 the game, like, he's a, you know, the Metroid actually gets rid of blocks in the environment for you. Um, So I really love that. And I also like that Ridley shows up. And I know that that's actually a a detracting point for some people, but I was just like, all right, this is awesome. I like it. And to me, it kind of felt like a small little attempt to bridge the gap between Prime and 2D, which maybe we're looking into that Doom, but to me, I really liked it. Um, So I'm going to give it a four as well, just because the original story is really solid.
1: Well, I actually don't think you're looking too hard into those uh, Prime connections, because even the game, like, for a 2D Metroid, it has a surprising amount of, like, Prime throwback tracks, including some tracks directly ripped from those Prime games, like the, um, the Boss Defeat theme from Echoes, which plays in the item rooms, and of course you have the item collect themes and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to give a grade to the story, because, like, Metroid 2, it's really not much of a story it's more just like a basic plot synopsis and the game more or less follows that but i guess again going off of kind of how i don't like a lot of the um deviations this takes i'm probably going to give it a three although i will say um you mentioned the um the new uh, lore given to the uh, the chozo acid which i also really love i'm glad we have like an actual canon reason for that, because I, you know, I was never a fan of like, you know, oh the uh, the magma just conveniently changes every time we, you know, kill the Metroids. Like, obviously, it makes sense for the time, but having like an actual story reason behind it now, and like, really happy that, to have that. But yeah, just overall, um, yeah, I don't know. Like the the, the basic story, it's still there, and um, I don't know. I wish it followed more of the uh, AM2R and original Game Boy uh, progression of the story and. In kind of that aspect, I, I will say that I will say though, and I've talked about this on the Discord. While I don't like, I while I don't like Ridley appearing at the end in terms of this game's story. Putting that aside and just putting that fight in a bubble, probably my favorite Ridley boss fight. It's so good, so good.
0: So you pre- you prefer like just the more direct kind of premise of of Metro Two AM2R over over this?
1: Yeah, and I guess and I guess this kind of ties into the atmosphere as well because one of my the thing about the original Metroid Two, because like because like when you when you go back to um, Zero Mission versus the the original NES Metroid, I really don't think there's a reason to visit NES Metroid outside from pure curiosity. Because in my opinion, Zero Mission does everything NES Metroid does and more, but better. Whereas, while I think Samus Returns is overall a better game than the original Metroid Two, there's still. So many unique aspects of that original Metroid 2 that has never been done in any other Metroid game. Uh, even even AM2R, I will say. And you know how much I love AM2R. And that just makes that original Metroid 2 so special to me, despite many of its shortcomings. And one of the biggest things is that ending sequence where, you know, there's no big surprise final boss at the end. There's no escape sequence. It's this kind of bittersweet yet almost beautiful sequence where it's just you and the baby metroid just going back to your ship as you reflect on your journey and you question like was this the, was this the right choice to make we just i mean we just genocided an entire species but we decided to spare this last one do do we are we regretting this now And there's so much and, and again i don't know how much of this was you know intentional by the developers to inflict on the player but you know i've seen a lot of other people who've played metroid 2 that had these exact same thoughts so I feel like that has to be somewhat relevant. And, you know, Samus Returns isn't really like that. It's kind of, uh, you know, if if original Metroid 2 is the original Star Trek, Samus Returns is the J.J. Abrams reboot. Which, I mean, it looks pretty. It's still, you know, it's still a fun time. But it doesn't have, you know, those same kind of vibes, to use professional words. Hmm.
0: I, I think I might actually go the opposite of you. And I, I would have agreed with what you said. I think until about a year and a half ago, where I was like, there's probably no reason to ever play Nestroid, and there might be a reason to play Metroid 2. I actually think that there's probably more reason to play Nestroid now than there is to play, because that's a very different game than, than, um, you know, Zero Mission or, or anything like that, so it, it's, it's funny that you, that you say that, but let's move on. Um, let's talk about pacing and progression, and this is a very subjective category, but it's one that I feel is is important to a Metroidvania because there's such a fine line between like, you know, getting an item and, and realizing like, now that I have a new item, there are three or four, you know, areas that I can think of that I was stuck at before that I can progress in versus there are Metroidvanias where you get an item and it's like, well, where the hell do I go now? So it's very, uh, and Metroid Dread was such a good example of perfect pacing where it would lead you to the next thing that you needed to get and take you to you know, a teleporter or whatever, and I feel like Samus Returns does a good job of this as well. Um, there's never really any one point where you get an item and it's just like, I don't know where to go, and, and some of that is kind of due to the nature of Samus Returns in Metroid Is It's just more of a, you know, it's more of a straightforward, like, going area by area, so, like, there's not as much kind of backtracking as there is in other Metroid games. So it is a little bit more easy to get away with that um, in a game structured like Metroid 2 but I, I even even that I think the Samus returns does a good job of just kind of uh, making sure that the player always knows where to go is never really that lost and and keeps you moving uh, without really ever bogging you down or getting you stuck So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another four I'm gonna throw out that four doom.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put another 4 right next to there as well to uh match the theme that we have going here. Yeah. Um I don't think the progression quite matches Metroid Dread, but again that makes sense because, you know, Dread's a, you know, a more refined concept, but I think for what Samus Returns is, it's fine. Really the only the only criticism and I'm putting big quotations around criticism is I think there's some areas of the game where you'll collect like two or three items like in quick succession and then there'll be a large gap before you collect your next round of items and that that can be a little eh but it's also not that big of a deal at the same time so yeah that's really all i have to say on that uh
0: yeah i think that's valid i mean you go to i think it's like area five has like the phase drift the plasma beam the gravity suit the screw attack like there there's just like an outrageous amount of uh of items in there but I, I also don't really think that that hampers the pacing and progression really too much either because you can kind of, especially like later areas, you can blitz through them pretty fast. So it's not like you're spending like a long time in one area where you get really nothing in return. Um, but that being said, I, I actually, I think that that's a valid criticism. I agree. I wouldn't say that this is a, uh, I, I think that Metro Dread pacing was like the absolute best in the series. Like that game, you always always knew where you were supposed to go, or, like, had a good idea of where you were supposed to go. Even if you didn't know it, the game was kind of subliminally pushing you along. And I think that this game tries to do that as well, but maybe it's just the uh, the nature of, of this game that doesn't quite match that level. But, yeah, I, I think that it does do a good job.
1: I actually will um, say something I think this game does better than Dread in that regard is I think the order of items in this game makes more sense than in Dread, because I think that's a criticism we both shared, where stuff like... You know, you'd collect the double jump, and then like two items later, you'd already have the space jump in Dread. And it's like, well, right? Okay, well, what was the point of that? Or, or you? I think there is. I think you collect the ice missiles, and then immediately collect the storm missiles right after. Two missile upgrades back to back. And there's, there's, you know, you have moments like that in Dread whereas I, I don't um, think Samus Returns has anything even remotely like that. So, I think in terms of like the order you get items, I think Samus Returns actually has a bit of a one up on Dread in that department.
0: Uh, Alright, well, let's keep it going, Doom. Let's talk about the gameplay of Samus Returns. And I'm, uh. I have a score. I knew what this score was gonna be as soon as I had it. But I'm curious to hear yours, so why don't you take us away?
1: Okay, so. I'm gonna give the gameplay. A three out of five. Now, comments. I, what? I can I can hear I can hear the comets furiously typing away. Ooh. I can hear the I can I can hear the the clickety clack of the, of the keyboards. Here's why I'm get why why I'm why I'm giving the score. So, in terms because this is this is a weighted score. All right. This is a this is a weighted score. All right. Let me be clear. The actual raw moment to moment Metroidvania gameplay. It's really solid. It's functional. It's solid, but there's a lot of mechanics introduced in this game that, until Dread, I feel like weren't refined quite enough, such as the counter mechanic. Which it's fine on its own, but because of where the enemy placements are and how often the game asks you asks you to uh, stop and move forward and stuff like that, it makes the pacing feel very slow and rigid and personally when i'm playing a 2d metroid i like to go fast you know i like my you know i like aren't my you the same boosters. guy
0: that's just like metroid fusion is one of my favorite games <laughs> i mean hey, are you fusion kidding me just... right now
1: fusion is faster than samus returns i mean no it's not <laughs> yes, there's it is. there is no world
0: doom <laughs> and crossing where metroid fusion is faster than samus Ret- i'm sorry i'm cutting you off i'll have my chance go ahead <laughs> ridiculous. What a ridiculous statement.
1: But but anyways, so so again, I'm not I'm not saying the gameplay is bad, far from it. I'm I'm simply weighing this grade in comparison to other Metroid titles. And for me, I feel like the gameplay cuz cuz like when I'm looking at when I'm looking at other 2D Metroids like Dread, Super Zero Mission, you know, I mean, those are like 10 out of 10 in the gameplay departments in my opinion. Like those games just absolutely knock it out of the park whereas Samus returns for me is like a seven out of ten, which is still really good. I really like that, but it doesn't have a lot of the the same mechanics, you know, the controls. and And part of this is also part of this is also alleviated. I will admit in Citra because I personally don't like playing on a handheld, uh, you know, on the 3DS, the circle pad and stuff like that. Whereas in Citra, you know, you have a full controller. It makes the three sixty degree aiming, which well, I didn't like that on 3DS. It feels totally natural with a controller on hand. So I will say that, but I'm trying I'm trying to keep the Citrus stuff out of my review. I'm trying to review this as if I was you know reviewing the official game on, you know, original 3DS hardware. D- does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to hear Citra again. I feel like I'm talking to Dak. <laughs> I, I no, that's know, all I-, I gotta say, so. I I completely Disagree. This was an easy five for me. This was actually the easiest category to mark for me. Um, I mean, you look at this game and you could argue, yes, Metro Dread certainly improves upon a lot of what Samus Returns kind of laid out. But I mean, as it should, it's, you know, it's four years later using the same engine on more powerful hardware. So like, I would be concerned if it wasn't improved in Metro Dread. But you look at this game. There are so many um, awesome innovations that this game, you know, created. So you mentioned the melee counter. I think that that worked absolutely beautifully in in Samus Returns um, and obviously went on to be a huge part of Metroid Dread. You mentioned um, the 360 aiming. I think that that was like a complete game changer for the Metroid series. And they used it to great, great effect in Samus Returns. You know, from the way that that you fight um, Omega Metroids come to mind using, like, really specifically placed um, shots with your 360 aiming, just to, like, a bunch of the puzzles and environments and, and stuff like that. I think that that was, like, a really big addition to the series. Um, I thought that Aeon was great. Uh, you know, it was something new. It was something a little bit different. And I thought that the way that Samus Returns used its Aeon abilities was very, like, unique. And it gave a lot of, like really fun, and this is kind of bleeding over into the items a little bit, but, like, um you talk about the, like, the Pulse Radar, which kind of, for the first time, was actually something that was able to help a newer player kind of integrate themselves and be like, oh, there's a hidden something here, there's a hidden something there. Um, I think that, uh you know, the, like, a lot of what this game introduced, I think, really landed for me, and it made it, like, a very, like, really complete Metroid game. I, I think it's probably... Like, yes, Super Metroid is obviously classic and, and that's, um, you know, that's probably not going to be able to ever be touched. But, you know, when when I'm comparing AM2R and Samus Returns, I, I think that AM2R, for as great as it is, played it safe because it directly just took what Super Metroid had done and, and made a game based off that. Whereas this game, like, really took the Metroid series into like a new day it's it stepped forward with new ideas and and new ways of playing metroid and some of them didn't always work like i i think that we can look at the um switching to the ice beam as maybe something that was a little bit clunky at times um but i'm willing to let that slide because i i really just liked the idea of you know being able to switch your beams on the fly kind of like in metroid prime now the 3ds didn't exactly have the buttons for that so they did it the best way that they could, but I, I think that the idea was was there to make it really good. So, I mean, I, I think you just, you look at, uh, you know, even even in this game, you like, you look at the way, like, some of the save stages are implemented, and it feels also very different, but at the same time, very similar to how Metroid 2 kind of did that. And it and it felt, it really, to me, felt like a step forward for the series in terms of how it was played. So I'm, I wouldn't say that it's perfect. I, I think it does have its flaws, and... You mentioned that sometimes it can be, um, you know, 360 aiming on the 3DS. I mean, it's certainly not 360 aiming on the Switch, right? Like, it's it's not as refined as Metroid Dread. But uh, without Samus Returns, we don't have that. So I, I think that this is like an easy five, actually.
1: Uh, the, uh, this might just be the category we have to uh, agree to disagree on. However, I do want to add some positivity to this because one of my um, uh, one gameplay element I really love. Uh, that this game does is the Grapple Beam, which is further extrapolated on in Dread, but I really like some of the additions the Grapple Beam does in this game, because, in you know, the last time we've seen that in 2D was Super Metroid, but, you know, after you get the space jump, I mean why do you use the grapple beam? You know, it's useless at that point. But in this game, even after you get the space jump, like, you know, the grapple beam, you know, obviously you can't swing, but there's still, like, numerous uses. You can rip deb- debris from the wall- walls, like in Metroid Prime 3. You can uh, abuse enemy weaknesses, including on the Metroid Queen, which is how you do um, do the classic power bomb maneuver in the stomach. Um, there's also stuff where you can, like, uh, Spider-Man and in- zip through uh, crevices, which uh, Dread kind of did with the spider magnet and stuff. And so I I really like um, what Mercury's theme did with the Gravel beam in this game, and that's uh, I think definitely one of the high points.
0: Well, I yeah I agree, and and I you know I was mentioning all the gameplay mechanics that I really liked, but and I didn't really even touch on how this game also kind of like like we were talking about earlier, like a lot of this game is really focused on combat and fighting enemies and stuff like that, and it like. Every item that you get seems like it serves a pretty kind of cool dual purpose and particularly the grapple beam as well. Um again, I'm thinking of fighting like I think it's the, the Zeta Metroids or Omega Metroids or something like that, where you can just like grapple them and pull them out and like I I just I think that this game does that like so well and the way that it uses its counters, the way that you can you just feel like this super tank, like I I don't know. Easy five. I think I think see, you're see I think Doom, See, I think the counter,
1: I, I think the counters and all that stuff. I think they work exceptionally well in the boss fights because you're in an enclosed space where you know you are naturally, you know, staying put and you know being in a closed confined area. It's when you're traversing the areas, especially if you're going for the hundred percent sweep, that's where I feel like a lot of those, um, a lot of that stuff hinders. Even stuff like the screw attack. You know, a lot of the enemies that you'll encounter take two or three hits from the screw attack to, um, take down, and, you know, it might not seem like a big deal, like, oh, what, that's an additional half second, but those half seconds add up, and they, you know, makes traversal just feel that much more clunky, but, anyways, I, I don't, I yeah, pretty much,
0: I, I see what you're saying, but I, I would argue that it makes it feel hostile, like, these enemies are powerful, like, especially on fusion mode, holy crap, like, but I like see, I feel like that's what, hostile.
1: that's what the boss battle should do, like, by the time you're at the end game, like, you should, like, everything in your path should be just pretty much completely annihilated, because at that point, like, I'm not, fo- I'm not focused on doing the mundane enemy counters, I'm focused on getting the pickups and all that. Uh, it's the boss battles, in my opinion at least, that should still test the player's reflexes and their combat stuff, which I feel like Dread, um, does a much, much better job of, of that in general, but I've, I, I've laid out basically all my points now, I don't really have much else to say beyond that.
0: No, well, I won't argue with you, uh, just, uh, just Want you to know that I think you're wrong, Doom. I think you're wrong, but uh, let's,
1: the feeling is well, mutual. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's talk about let's see if we can get back on the same page because we've been pretty consistent here, uh, with our scores. So let's see what we feel about items and abilities, Doom. And I'm again, I'm gonna let you go first. What, what say you?
1: Oh, uh, one, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, items and abilities. Um, I'm gonna give this a four as well. Um, there isn't really many new items, I think, except for the Aeon abilities. Those might be the... I think those are the only, uh, new items, actually, yeah. So, you got the new Aeon abilities, which I think are welcome additions to the series, and, um, those are really cool. Um, the Spider-Ball is probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get... It has to be in there, because it's from OG Metroid 2, uh, but, you know, it's... It doesn't doesn't change the fact that it's still not fun to use in this game, even if it's not... As unfun as it is to use in the um, the OG game. Uh, I will say, though, the Spider-Ball uh, does make the digger Knight, the digger knot fight super awesome. It's one of the core reasons why uh, that's in my top five uh, boss battles of all time. Because, uh, I mean, it basically feels like a Metroid Prime fight with the way it's utilized in that. And so, I think that's the one cool part of having the Spider-Ball in the game. Um... Otherwise, you know, I was talking about the Grapple Beam earlier. You know, I love the additional versatility that Mercury's theme gave this. Um, You were talking about the Baby Metroid earlier. I don't know if that counts as an item. You know, it's funny
0: because I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it's almost like an (laughs)
1: item. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I think it's cool how they turn the Baby Metroid into an actual, like, gameplay feature and how it can, you know, take apart walls and stuff like that. And obviously, it will assist you in the Proteus Ridley battle. Um, And so, yeah. I think all that. I, th- I think I think the mundaneness of the spider ball alone is what drops it to a four. But otherwise, everything is pretty solid. Uh,
0: you know, I I agree with pretty much everything that you said. But I, I'm actually I'm gonna give it a three because I'm giving I'm giving less leeway for having all of the same items. Um, I don't think that. Like, I don't think that there's, like, a lot of new exceptional ways these items are used. Like, yeah, maybe the grapple beam. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, we've, you know, we've got our classic. We've got the the screw attack. We've got the space jump. We've got the, you know, the wave beam, the plasma beam, blah, 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 blah. We've got all the same stuff. Uh, we do have the Aeon abilities, which I do think are, are quite fun. Um, the charge beam, or not the charge beam. What's What's the... The burst beam, or whatever it's called, I oh like it yeah, really fun. Which Ravenbeak
1: um, uses in his boss fight in Dread, which I thought was a cool Easter. Oh egg. yeah,
0: you're totally right. Yeah, he totally does. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, so that that one's pretty fun. I think the lightning armor is kind of a nifty idea. Um, I, I brought up the the scan pulse earlier. Um, I I think that you know there is the uh, the name of it is escaping me, but you can slow down time with uh with one of your Aeon abilities. Um, I want to say
1: phase shift
0: yeah phase shift uh, phase drift sorry is what it's called um and and that's kind of cool but like whenever I use that I'm just like I wish that the, the speed booster was just in here yeah you know, like I just, I, I just have a have have feeling
1: that the three I just have a feeling that 3 ds just wasn't quite powerful enough to render those quick speeds so that it's probably why they opted for the spider spark instead since that's very situational as opposed to the speed booster.
0: Yeah, so that, that that one's a little bit disappointing for me. I, I absolutely hate the the Spider-Ball. Like, God, it's... When when you have to use the Spider-Ball, I feel like the momentum just kind of grinds to a halt, which is why I didn't give pacing and progression a 5 instead of uh, when I gave it a 4. Um, so luckily you can kind of render the Spider-Ball obsolete as soon as you get the space jump. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of, uh, you know input to add to the items other than it was a lot of the same stuff and a lot of the innovation of sam's returns i feel like came with the gameplay versus the actual items that you use so
1: yeah i I agree with that
0: yeah giving it a three um all right let's uh let's move on and let's talk about the areas of this game doom do you want to go three for three going first here or do you want me to take this
1: Um, sure. I'll make mine quick. I'm gonna also give the uh, I'm gonna give the areas a three as well. And this kind of this simultaneously is gonna combine multiple categories from like the art direction to the music to the um to the overall gameplay. And Samus Returns has a unique way of um a a unique way of uh, progressing through the areas compared to other Metroid games. Where and you've talked about this before. But you can actually beat Samus Returns without backtracking once to a single area. Backtracking is only required to get 100. percent the only—it's the only Metroid game, Federation Force aside, where you know you you can do this. And I personally don't am not as much of a fan of that. Like it's not bad, you know. You know, the, again, the game is still very fun. But I much prefer the other. You know, even the Zelda dungeon. Esque type of uh, progression that was introduced in um, the original Metroid Two, um, you know, compared to this, where you had like the hub world and you had each of the areas connected to the hub world. And I wish this game followed followed that kind of formula. And we'll we'll talk about about we'll talk a bit about more of that when we uh, get to the to the music in regards to specifically that hub world because I have a lot of thoughts on that. But stuff like that. Um, I think brings brings that grade down for me. Uh, what and I totally forgot what was the what was the category we we're on. I just totally uh, just went off rambling.
0: <laughs> we're on areas, Doom.
1: Areas, areas, yeah. So uh, I mentioned before about the areas, how a lot of the areas use that same kind of brown and dark yellow color palette. that kind of blends in together. Very few of the areas stand out, and it doesn't help that none of them have names like. Even even dread you know you know Dak and I we meme on the names of those areas but at least they have unique names everything in Samus Returns is just area one through eight and so it makes it makes it even harder to remember the areas and so many of the interesting areas are so small and a lot of the boring areas are super large and I don't like that like the Chozo Labs for instance by far the most visually interesting. Uh, really interesting in terms of the story and lore areas in the game. It looks so cool. You are in there for a split second, and then you're out, and you're done. And that is just an absolute crime, in my opinion. So uh, that's my thoughts on that.
0: I agree. I gave it a 3. Um, and I, I just want to echo what you just said. I hate, I hate that these areas don't have names. It's just Area 1, Area 2, Area 3. I You know, you guys were making fun of, like, arteria Frenia but like those names are are fine right like they, they're completely fine and then now i can say those names and like i have i don't know what what dak's problem is with those names but i i could like completely say those names and, and instantly be taken it's because the place they i'm talking they about.
1: all end with ia that's why Every, like almost there's there's I like three say... <laughs>
0: there's like there's like three, whatever at least they at least they don't all end with uh ia as an area one or two or three right yeah like, they, they
1: don't end with a digit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, yeah, I, I completely, I, I can't stand that about this game. And and it does make the areas kind of blend together, which is, which is tough because I feel like the music also doesn't really help those areas stand apart, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, look, I, I feel like you go through the surface area of, of SR388 and then you go to area one and it's kind of like this, this ruinous kind of... Like you said, like yellow kind of brownish area or whatever, and it's like okay, like this is, this is kind of the golden temple as as they call it, am Two R. Like this is fine, and you get to um you get to area two, which see it's it's kind of a little bit more like liquidy, I guess, or like you know there's clearly water there, but it's still. I, I think it's because of the filter that they use. It, it still kind of looks the same, but at least it stands out a little bit. But then you go to, like, Area 3, and you go to Area 4, and you go to... Like, it's just like, I swear I was already here. Like, I, I'm I'm sure that I was already visited this area. And I think that a mistake that Samus Returns Areas makes is that there are a lot of... I don't know, rooms, I guess, that that feel the same in the game, no matter what area you're in. So, for example, whenever you go to the, the caves and everything's purple and acid and stuff like that, like, that's cool, but it's, it's like, every area has that, right? Like, so it's, like, what area am I in again? It doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm by the acid caves. Whenever you go into a heated area, it, the same music plays. It looks exactly the same, and you could be in Area 1 or you could be in Area 8. It doesn't matter. Um, now, there are some cool areas in this game. I think that the chose a laboratory which you brought up which what is that area six or seven I see I can't even remember um, I
1: want to say that's area seven okay,
0: I literally just played seven. this
1: game and I can't even remember the order so
0: <laughs> so I I feel like that's a that's a pretty cool area uh, I just checked you're right it's it's area um, it's area seven um, I think that area six was was pretty cool that's where you where you have the the diggernaut encounter Um... But again, like super short, super, uh, you know, like you said, very you go through it very fast. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like none of the areas are really that bad, but none of the areas also really stand out and and are just like wow, this area is great. It, to me, it it feels like um, it feels like a a cohesive world where like instead of individual areas, like if you were playing Super Metroid, like you can. I don't, I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense or not, but, like, you can pick out, like, the individual areas and, like, you can be like, wow, Norfair is great, but uh, maybe not Meridia or whatever. Whereas I think in this game you're either going to be like, wow, the planet SR388 is so cool and hostile or whatever, and you can't really say that about any one individual area because, like, I, I feel like one doesn't necessarily stand above the others all that well. I, I don't know if what I'm trying to say is making sense or not, and I'm not trying to say that they're bad, but they're... They're, they're like yeah they, they areas just they blend, they, 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 they blend in they don't stand out yeah 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 so yeah so I'll I think we're both in agreement there which is uh which is too bad because I, I feel like areas are like such an important hallmark of the Metroid series but I mean like I said it's not like they're bad it's just that they're kind of samey's a lot of them so there you go all right let's talk about uh the enemies of this game doom and the bosses. And I'm going to throw out the big ol' five score again. And, uh, I, you know, one, I'll, I'll just get a negative out of the way here. One mistake I think Samus Returns makes in comparison to AM2R is AM2R knows that, like, listen, we got to fight 40 Metroids, like, we need something else to, to fight in the meantime. And so you have, like, that turret boss at the beginning, you fight Saris, you fight the Torizo, you fight Arachnus. You fight that, uh, whatever the heck that thing is in the tower. So, like, there's diversity in between your your fights with the Metroids and stuff like that. And Samus Returns does not have that. You fight Arachnus, you fight the Diggernaut, and other than that, you are fighting Metroids for the entire game.
1: Well, and um, Ridley.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's at like, the very end. But, yes, okay, I didn't count Ridley. But, I will say that the actual fights with the Metroids are, like, way, way better than they are in in um, AM2R. Um, particularly the Omega Metroid. That fight is awesome. Uh, Zeta Metroids and Gamma Metroids are are both challenging and fun. Even like Alpha Metroids I think are are pretty are pretty fun. Um, the Diggernaut boss is absolutely unreal. That's that's like a such a amazing boss fight. Probably a top 10 boss fight in the series. Um, the, the way that you have to use all of your skills in that game to to finally put them to bed. The Ridley fight is like, like you said, that's, that's a top five boss fight in the entire series. It's got everything. It's got, like, the emotion, the setting, the music. It's awesome. Um, so that, that is, like, an awesome, awesome battle right there. And the overall enemies in the game, like, the enemy diversity, first of all, is incredible. Um, the way that you can fight the enemies, using counters, using your beams, using your grapple, whatever. Um, I, it really does, like, I think that where this game excels is where you are fighting different enemies um so yeah this isn't this is actually another pretty easy five for me
1: Uh, i'm gonna agree with pretty much mostly everything you said there um i except i think i'm gonna go with a four instead of a five but pretty much gonna echo the same sentiments that you said one area where I'll disagree on, you know, you mentioned enemy diversity, and I'm not sure if I agree with that, just because there's a lot of copy and paste enemy designs used throughout the game, like those uh, flying bat creatures. I think there's, like, three different variations of those that, and I think they're located in every single area you go to, so so it's not, it's like, it would be one thing if there were three different variations, but they were, like, spaced out in, like, maybe two or three areas at most, but they're, like, there throughout the whole game, and pretty much all of those enemy variants from the whore nodes to um the little um slug things like those are pretty much just in every single area and i kind of wish they diversified the roster a bit more had specific things appear in certain areas and you know you have some creatures that will do that in like the lighter areas like those um those absolutely annoying spider things that will explode and take out like two energy two two or three energy tanks on fusion mode
0: the absolute
1: worst like those things don't appear to the end game those like Something like that I wish was replicated for the entire enemy roster throughout the game. And then, of course, I also mentioned the counter, and I know you love the counter, but for me, really outside of the boss battles, I don't think the counter worked just because it wasn't quite refined for those encounters yet until Dread, but... Yeah, overall, I'm still gonna give, um, I'm still gonna give the, um enemies of four and then obviously the boss battles i mean pretty much agree with everything you said there i mentioned diggernaut again is in my top five uh the ridley fight you know despite the story implications gameplay wise is my favorite ridley fight of all time and uh yeah
0: yeah fair enough um i i think that that's uh again a really strong category and and you could kind of tell what what this game prioritized right like this was certainly less about ex- exploration and, and more about, you know, that hostile environment and, and fighting uh, to get to the to the center. So, um, yeah, let's move on. We're almost in the home stretch here, Doom. And let's talk about the expansions of this game. I'm going to give it a four. I think that, uh, again, so you don't have to get any of these expansions. And, in fact, you, you know, you don't have to backtrack at all, as you point out. But I, I think that, like... With the amount of abilities introduced in this game, there are some really fun expansions with like the what do they call it? The spider spark in particular. Yeah. Uh, was fun. Uh by the way, I'm kinda... ki-
1: Oh no, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well,
0: I was just gonna say, like, just figuring out like how that I remember spending so much time figuring out like how the hell am I supposed to shoot like my way through all this? And and the first time that I laid a power bomb and launched myself was incredibly satisfying. Um, There are some really fun puzzles, as much as I was complaining about not having the Shine Spark, like, um, you know, a lot of my favorite expansions in the Metroid series are Shine Spark puzzles, and this game obviously doesn't have that, but there are a lot of, like, really fun um, phase shift expansions that you have to get, and even though, like, some of them might have even been a little bit mundane, I really just really love taking the baby Metroid and being like, alright baby Metroid, go and eat those blocks so I can grab this super missile or whatever, right? So I, I really love, I can't think of like a lot of individual expansions in this game, but I, I know that I've went back and every time I played it, I've got a hundred percent. I did the Hundo infusion mode, which was insane. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four. I, I, you know, I'm a guy that I love a big part of, of my Metroid enjoyment is going back and, um you know, getting all the expansions and getting a hundred percent and unlocking that secret ending or whatever it may be. And uh, I, I feel like it's, It's always fun to go back in and kind of like this game is a little bit unique, too, because like you don't have to go back. So like if you if you finally acquire like, you know, all the items and all of a sudden you're going back to area one, it's just like, oh, man, I feel like I'm I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin whipping ass here. Right. Like it's it's an incredible feeling.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, gonna give it a four as well. Um, it, it's actually it's actually funny. There isn't a particular um, expansion puzzle that sticks out to me, but when I think of like um, the spider spark, there's a really cool shortcut that you can take in the Chozo labs. That if you t- that if you um, place the power bomb just right, it'll take you from one side of the area to the other side, and just that whole transition just looks so cool. But um, yeah, that aside, like the um, the expansion puzzles are co- are uh, competent, but because there isn't really that one puzzle that stands out you know it's not like it's not like dread with the uh, ludicrous amount of insane shine spark puzzles or even some of the other puzzles not related to the shine spark you know they're like they're really well thought out competent metroid puzzles that don't really stand out but they're welcome additions and yeah don't really have much to add there I will say, actually, I will say, the introduction of the uh, the teleporters it makes fast travel for um, doing the sweeps. Because before then, we didn't really have a fast travel system in Metroid. Having those makes that last sweep so much easier. So I will give props to uh, Samus Returns for introducing that feature.
0: Uh, yep, I agree. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on to our last category, which is the music of the game. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first, Doom? I feel like this is this could be a picky one.
1: Yeah, well, well, I, I mean, I pretty much know what your thoughts on are on because we've, you know, we've had um, in-depth discussions about this before on, in the Discord. So, and and the thing is, it's funny because I think when it comes to the music, you know, when it comes to our actual criticisms, I feel like they're exactly the same. It's just um, it's just that the level of those criticisms are weighted differently in our own minds. Because when it comes... If we're just looking at the raw music in and of itself... And I was hinting about this earlier when I was talking about how I rank the areas. If You, you know, if you're just ranking the music on its own, I, I'd give it a four. I think it's a really solid Metroid soundtrack. I think it has a really good combination of um, these diegetic, bending, atmospheric tracks with these classic Metroid themes blending together. Uh, you have um, series vendor, veteran Kenji Amamoto returning to do some of the classic themes with newcomer, uh, Daisuke Matsuoka, um, You know, newcomer to the series who I think did a great job um, with what he offered, and especially with um. There's this one track he does in Area Three, and it's it starts off as a new arrangement of one of the um of. It's weird because it's the area one theme in the OG Metroid 2 but it plays in area three for some reason I don't know it's weird but it starts off as that and then it transitions into this original piece with um, this haunting um, this haunting diatonic bass guitar in the background um, and you have the um, the classic kind of like choirs coming in and backing it up it's oh it's so good it's one of my favorite tracks in the game but that's just listening to the music on its own but when it comes to how the music is implemented into the game itself i think it hor- it's i don't want to say horribly misfired but i think it missed the mark to say the least you know you know we were talking about you know the chozo laboratory and you know chozo labs arguably one of the best tracks in the game i think most people that played samus returns can agree on that you know it's a phenomenal metroid track but you're barely in that area throughout the game you know you're in and you're out and you're done and, that, you know, that track doesn't play anywhere else, you know? So, you're, you know, you're deprived of that amazing music, you know, as soon as you, you know, you get hooked on it. You know, the amazing uh, new arrangement of the main tunnel theme, which, you know, nothing will ever beat the original um, Metroid 2 tunnel theme in me. That will always be my favorite, but this new arrangement is probably the closest a theme has come to reaching that point. Even above AM2R's also amazing uh, main tunnel theme. But again... You know, because that's no longer a hub area, that's more like the tutorial area now. You're in and out. You barely get to hear that. And then on the other side of the spectrum, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, you have the the heated areas which play, you know, the new Lower Norfair arrangement, which on its own is a really good arrangement, but because it just blasts in your face, like there's barely even a transition there, because it just blasts in your face and because you're hearing that all the time in these heated areas that blend together... What should be this amazing track? You just get sick and tired of it, and you never want to hear it again. And that's where I think the music falls flat. And so, I'm kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place. Like I want to give this a four, and I also want to give it a three. But I feel like giving it a three point five is too cheap. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'll, I'll give it a four because I know you're probably gonna give it a lower, just so that we can split the difference there. But yeah, those are those are my thoughts on uh, the music of this game.
0: Well, I am going to give it a lower score, and I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to give it a 1, actually, but I talked myself up to giving it a 2. And I think that you make some valid arguments, actually, um, where, like, if you, were, if you were to listen on YouTube to this soundtrack, you'd probably start singing a couple tunes and be like, you yeah, know, this, this Chozo Laboratory song is pretty good, or, like, I really love the surface area theme. Or maybe you might even say, like, um, you know, this this new updated version of, of Red Brinstar is, is nice. But, as my father always told me, Doom, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, <laughs> you know, like, if you don't hear these themes for 90% of the game, it doesn't really matter. And, and I think that's the point that you were making, and I completely agree with you. I'm just going to be a little bit more critical of the music um, in in terms of its actual implementation in the game. I, I I think that this game has two standout songs, and those are the ones that I just mentioned. The Surface theme and the Chozo Laboratory themes. And unfortunately, those two standout songs are in the shortest areas in the entire game, which really, you know, is, is too bad. And And the areas that I feel like you spend the most time in, areas 1, 2, and 3, it's really just a bunch of ambient, you know... Noises like there's lots of dripping, there's lots of critters running around, and it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if this is working for me. Um, I think that uh, every time that you go into a heated area, the Norfair theme blaring at you is like incredibly obnoxious, and, and it actually kind of takes away from the atmosphere, so like it, it actually does like the reverse job of what I think it's supposed to, and it, like i just i i think that the red brinstar theme i think that's one of the best themes in the series but it clearly it 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 clearly is is overdone at, at this point right like you know we've seen it in prime 2 we've seen it in sam's returns we saw it in dread there are other songs in the series and i know that that's probably the most iconic song in the series but you know come on um I think that a real weak spot, if you go listen to the AM2R soundtrack and the original Metroid 2 soundtrack, and you go listen to the final area and then the fight with the, with the Queen Metroid, those tracks are pulsating. And if you go and listen to the final area and the Queen Metroid fight in this game, they're very just kind of generic in, in a lot of ways. They're... They're just kinda, I I like,
1: definitely agree there for sure, especially with that Queen Metroid fight. I was pretty disappointed that they didn't do a new arrangement of the original Queen fight, and instead opted yeah. for an original version. It, it, honestly, it, it was the same way I felt with the uh, the Craid fight in Dread. I was like, oh, this is fine, I guess. But um, one, yeah,
0: one that, thing that's I will a good say comparison, actually,
1: one thing I will say with that final area, well, I think um, well, I think those two themes are. Um, kind of missed the mark. The uh, the Torian uh, arrangement that they put in there when the um, when the Metroid start hatching. Oh my God, that that is a pop-off moment for me. I love that. That might be my favorite version of the Torian theme uh, to this date. I love that theme so much.
0: Yeah, okay. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to completely bury the soundtrack. I think that the music for the Ridley fight is like completely awesome. Um. And, and yeah, the, like the I, Metroid I, theme is awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but, like I said earlier, like, I again, think we, I think we both agree. It's just that the uh, criticisms are weighted differently for each of us. But the actual criticisms yeah. themselves, I feel like, are exactly the same.
0: Yeah, which is like, which is very disappointing. I, I mean, like I, I think that, and people are gonna roll their eyes at this, but like I think I prefer the Metroid Dread soundtrack to this. I can't, um, qu-
1: can't quite meet you there. Not quite.
0: You know, I can understand. I, I, I can understand that, where you're coming uh,
1: from, but I can't quite uh, can't quite do that.
0: Well, and, and I understand that, but I like in my opinion, I think that the that the Metro Dread soundtrack is often like often solid, sometimes sometimes really good, and occasionally great. Whereas I feel like the Samus Return soundtrack is often solid, sometimes not that good. And occasionally really awful, like when you go into any heated area in this game. So, yeah. I, I think that this is a, a probably the biggest weak spot of the game for me. Um, which is too bad. Because, like, uh, you know, like I said, I, I try not to compare AM2R and uh, and Samus Returns a lot. Because I think they're going for, like, very different things, clearly, right? One is an homage to Metroid that's, that's came before it. One is kind of thrusting Metroid forward into the new era, which is, you know, ultimately how we got Metroid Dread. But, you know, there in my mind, there is just no, no comparison between the music of AM2R and Samus Returns, which is crazy because AM2R is a fan game, so.
1: Yeah, and the uh, yeah. uh, guy that did most of the soundtrack also did most of the rest of the game, too, which is absolutely wild. <laughs>
0: Well, we've come to the end here, Doom. And uh, while you were talking about the music, and you finally gave me your score, I quickly went back and I got all of our scores, and then I broke them down into one final counter. Are you ready to hear where we ended up?
1: Give us the drum roll.
0: So, in uh, in a out of five score for Metroid: Samus Returns. We have Andy Spateri 3.9 out of 5, Duminal Crossing 3.6 out of 5. Pretty solid.
1: Yeah, that's solid. that sounds sounds about where um sounds about where I'd rank the game. Yeah, seems right. I will yeah. say I, I will say and you can correct you can correct me if you think this is a wrong assumption, but I feel like to me samus returns is how you view metroid fusion in the sense that i still love the game like it's a it's a great game on its own it's one that i would absolutely recommend anyone play if they haven't yet um it's a and again i had you know i had a lot of fun despite all the criticisms that i levied on this game today i had so much fun revisiting uh the game and i'm super happy that i uh that i did that but
0: but well, yeah let me just interrupt to- for a quick second and say like it, with all of you know all of these critiques and stuff like that this is still like in my top five 3ds games like easily
1: oh yeah absolutely like it's so it was it's so it's such a good um swan song for the 3ds to end on like i, I know there's other games to come out since then but this was like one of the last major titles and i think it absolutely lives up to uh, some of those other big 3ds titles as well for sure but um But yeah, basically I feel like the way I feel about Samus Returns is the same way you feel about Fusion in the sense that while I still really like the game, it doesn't quite meet those same expectations that my other top Metroid games do in that same department. So while I I would give Samus Returns like a B, I would give those other Metroid titles an A. And I feel like that's similar to how you feel regarding Fusion. But feel free to correct me if that is an incorrect assumption.
0: Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if maybe I'd need some time to sit on that. I, I think that... Um, I will say that one thing that I think the two games are similar in is that there is one category in, in each game that really kind of weighs it for me. Um, with Samus Returns, I think that the gameplay is so strong that it really kind of makes up for, you know, the, the items, which we've all seen before, or the areas which kind of blend together, the music, which isn't all that fantastic. Um... I think that the gameplay is so strong that it overcomes that, whereas kind of the reverse is true with Fusion. It has a lot of things that I really, really love, but the pacing is so awful that it's just like, ugh, like, I want to get to these awesome bosses, but I got to go talk to Adam, and I I got to go, and, you know, like, that, to me, that game is just, like, really slow, and, and it's one specific category in each game that kind of... Stands above the rest in in terms of my enjoyment of that. But, I I mean, I think that one thing for me... Because I think that Samus Returns is a top 5 Metroid game. Like, in the entire series. Um, I don't think think I'd put it in
1: my top 5. I think think it'd probably... It's in my top 10 for sure, but...
0: Well, there's like 13 Metroid games. I hope (laughs) it's in your top 10. Um, But I, I think that one thing with Samus Returns is that you kind of have to look at it in way how much you you value what it did to, like, evolve the series going forward, right? Like, I think if, if you're looking and you're just like, this works, but it wasn't really refined enough, and, like, this was a good idea and concept, but maybe there was a few kinks and stuff like that, um, I think that you could look at it and, and accurately be a little bit more critical, as you were, Doom. But I, I I think that, for me, I'm giving a little bit more leeway because of, like, there are so many things in this game that are new and that they're trying, and that it, it, it just kind of gave Metroid like a fresh coat of paint, as you know, a much needed fresh coat of paint. And I also do think that for me personally, I, I also can't remove the fact that like this is the first new 2D Metroid game that I got to play since like Zero Mission. So it, it also is just like, this is so nice to see this, and it's so nice to like see Metroid kind of evolved a little bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I remember when, um, when Samus Returns came out and just how unbelievably hyped I was for the time because I mean I mean like you said it's been so long since we've had a 2D Metroid even though I had just played Aim r the year before which is you know based on the based on the same game that this remake is based on like that that didn't matter at all I was just like oh my gosh an official 2D Metroid and you know it very much uh it very much lived up to that standard even if I wouldn't put it on the same level as uh, my other favorite 2D Metroids
0: Yep. Well, um, there we go. This, you know, one thing too that we're overlooking: this should have been a Switch game. By God, I. Oh yeah. This was, <laughs> this was sandwiched in between Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and I can only imagine how it, how things could have been different if this would have just been a Switch game. We actually did a full blown episode on that in the archives, um, and I can't believe that this is not a Switch game. I still actually have a little bit of hope that this might end up on uh, the Nintendo Switch one day, but I we'll hope see.
1: so you know you know boost the internal resolution resolution to 1080p give it give it a 60 fps bump maybe there, maybe, there it is. Get, <laughs> maybe maybe it some of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well no no put it on switch so that more people can like play the game this way and it, it, honestly even even without those changes just being able to play this game with a controller that alone is such a game changer like for me personally yeah. just being able to do that even without all the other enhancements so Yeah, do it, Nintendo. Metroid Uh, Dread's the best-selling game now. This game will, I'm sure, will sell better than it did on 3DS at the very least.
0: Oh, if this was on the, if they released this game for Switch today, it would sell more probably in a week than it did in its entire run on on the 3DS. But I mean, that's that's a that's a topic for another day. Um, pretty 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 good game. This uh, this Metroid Samus Returns game, I do say,
1: very enjoyable very enjoyable and um happy you know another thing is because i was worried that replaying this game i was worried that after having played metroid dread that a lot of those refinements in samus returns was going to make this game feel even worse for me but that wasn't the case at all i came out of this experience pretty much feeling the same way that i did even before dread was announced which was uh, which pleasantly surprised me and so yeah for that alone i'm really glad that i got to uh re-experience this game and had a lot of fun with it despite some criticisms
0: well, oh, there we go. Um, let us know what you would score Metro: Samus Returns in all of our uh, in all of our categories. You can let us know over on Discord. We're uh, we're always down to chat and debate and defend our positions. I I I'm expecting people to come after you for that gameplay three out of five. Doom by God. Oh, I listen, I've been echoing
1: I've been echoing that gameplay criticism since the game came out. So I'm used to it at this point. Come at me, everyone. I am ready for the brawl. <laughs>
0: yeah um all right well we are going to get out of here uh, like i said we want to hear what you have to say about our ranking of metroid samus returns you can let us know over on discord um and you can let us know over on twitter at spateri 316 at doom and Elcross, and of course at omega metroid pod and you can check us out wherever you get your podcast like a subscribe recommend us to that metroid fan in your lifetime where they can get that weekly metroid fix and check us out over on patreon we got We got ROM hack reviews going on. We got bonus shows about me and what I like to play and what watch and stuff like that. Uh, Doom's coming in with some of his items and his collection. So you definitely want to go and check that out. Um, And that's over on patreon.com forward slash Omega Metroid. Um, Until next week, everybody. We will see you then.